Today's episode is sponsored by Posher VA. Are you tired of spending hours on Poshmark trying to share your listings and send offers? Let Posher VA take care of that for you. Posher VA is a virtual assistant service for Poshmark that helps you save time and increase your sales. Take the chance to simplify your Poshmark game and grow your sales. Go to PoshRVA.com to try out the 14-day free trial and get 20% off your first month with code THRIFTY. That's code THRIFTY, T-H-R-I-F-T-T-E-A at PoshRVA.com. Hi, besties. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Podcast. I'm your host, Emma Ragland, here to spill the tea on all things thrifting, reselling, and owning a business. Oh my goodness, you guys. I just need to take a second and say thank you so, so freaking much for all of the love on the first episode. I was so nervous putting that out. I felt like nobody was going to care. Nobody was going to listen. And I received so many kind messages from you guys. And it seriously meant the world to me. I appreciate it so much. I had so much fun recording it. So I'm really excited to be here recording another episode for you guys to enjoy. Um, And yeah, so in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the ethics of thrifting. Something that I feel like I hear all the time, whether it be on TikTok or in like TikTok comments and things like that, is that thrifting and reselling, it's unethical, it's taking away from the poor, it's encouraging overconsumption. So today, I really just wanted to sit down and talk to you guys and give you some facts about the ethics of thrifting and debunk some of the more harmful myths that I feel like we all tend to hear. I asked on my Instagram story for you babes to give me any questions that you have regarding the ethics of thrifting, which by the way, be sure to follow me on Instagram if you're not already. Um, You can get all the inside scoop on the podcast, get to know me a little bit better. And if you have any questions, they may get featured on the show or turned into an episode. Uh, Both of those Instagrams will be linked in the show notes. Anyways, back to business, by far the two biggest topics that you guys were asking about were how thrifting and reselling takes away from lower income groups, as well as how the trendiness of thrifting has increased prices at the thrift store. So let's get into it. So first off, there are plenty of clothes for everybody that I can absolutely promise. Clothing production has doubled in the last 15 years, while clothing use has actually shrunk by more than a third. Hence why there's so many brand new and brand new without tax pieces that you find at the thrift store every single time that you're there. And thrift stores receive tons, like literal tons, like the weight tons of clothing in donations every single year. In 2021, Goodwill alone handled more than 107 million donations of used goods, totaling around 5.7 billion pounds. Like, just try and picture that in your head a second. Like, I don't think you can picture 5.7 billion pounds of anything in your head, let alone clothes. Only about 16 to 20 percent of donations that thrift stores receive are ever even sold to customers. And according to the EPA, 84% of donated clothing ends up in landfills and incinerators. That's 22 billion pounds of textile waste going to landfills every single year. That's wild. 
And in New York City alone, 400 million pounds of clothes are wasted each year. I don't know about you, but whenever I was researching for this episode, I was shocked looking at all these numbers. Like, how are we going through these insane amount of clothes? Like, I get obviously our bodies change, our styles change, but billions and billions of pounds? Like, how is this much clothing ending up in the landfill? So the more people that shop secondhand, the more clothing will stay out of the landfill. Like, period. That's just that. Shopping secondhand is not taking away from anybody. You are keeping all these clothing pieces out of the landfill. So all that to say, the argument that the thrift store shoppers create scarcity for those that are truly in need, is it's just untrue. It's completely untrue. Most thrift stores restock daily. And at places like Goodwill and Salvation Army, if something isn't sold within three to four weeks, then it could end up being shipped overseas to developing countries. The reason that this is actually really harmful is because they're sent tons, again, literal tons of clothing that they do not have the space for. Roughly 700,000 tons of clothing are exported to other countries annually. 700,000 tons. For reference, you guys, a semi-truck weighs about 12.5 tons. So let's just think these clothes, clothes, weigh the equivalent to 56,000 semi-trucks. That is insane. The amount of clothing that we're just shipping off to other countries and saying, here you go, take the stuff that we don't want anymore, deal with it. Like that's so much stuff. You can literally Google bulk clothing in developing countries and you'll come across pictures of giant plastic wrapped cubes of clothing, as well as photos of clothes just scattered across beaches and scattered across streets. It's awful. And it's actually really harmful to the industries in these countries that we're sending these clothes to as well. And that's because the clothes received from other countries like the U.S. are reportedly sold at 5% of what the actual value of the item is. So these local industries are just absolutely unable to compete with the influx of cheap used clothing. Countries like Rwanda have actually put bans on imported secondhand clothing in place for this very reason. As the flood of secondhand clothes from abroad, it's, it's just absolutely shrunken the country's textile industry drastically. So let me just break that down for a second for you guys, because I know that that was a lot of information to take in. So basically, we are donating billions of pounds every single year, and the vast majority of it is being sent to landfill. The vast majority, 84%. That is wild. And what isn't being sent to the landfill and isn't the small, small percentage that is actually sold to consumers is being shipped overseas to developing countries where they just don't have the space to handle all these clothes. So they're just left in these giant cubes they're scattered all across beaches and streets and it's heartbreaking so i just want to make it clear the argument that there is not enough clothes for everybody is completely false there's about what eight billion people on earth and we are throwing away 
22 billion pounds of clothing, not 22 billion pieces, 22 billion pounds. So try and just try to picture that in your head. 22 billion pounds of clothes. How many individual pieces of clothing is that? It's an insane amount. So there is absolutely plenty of clothing for every single person on this earth. In the amount that we throw away yearly, there is so much clothing. And I'm sorry if I get like heated at all throughout this episode, you guys. These are just some topics that I'm extremely passionate about. And I just want to educate you all and make sure you know that thrifting isn't harming anybody. Um, So with that, let's go ahead and get into the next topic of rising prices. Why are prices rising at the thrift store? So most evidence surrounding increasing prices at the thrift store seem to come from the corporate thrift stores. So like Goodwill and Salvation Army. And while the rise in popularity of thrifting and reselling could be seen as the issue, it's important to remember you guys that correlation is not causation. Just because it's correlated with it does not mean that it is the cause. According to Bill Parrish, a senior consultant in donated goods retail for Goodwill, there has not been a set price increase across the board at their retail locations. However, each Goodwill location adjusts its pricing periodically to, quote, ensure that they are in line with the value of the category of items provided. So, Any Goodwill location has the power to change their pricing whenever they want. So just because one Goodwill, you may be able to get a shirt for $5. Another Goodwill, you may be getting that same shirt for $12. So as far as the Salvation Army goes, Greg Tuck, who works with the Salvation Army, he has also stated that prices were set by each store and that some have, again, chosen to increase their prices beyond others. He himself has also dismissed concerns regarding the scarcity of items, stating, quote, I don't think we'll ever be in a place where we don't have enough stuff. So I feel like that kind of says it all. If somebody that works with Salvation Army is literally saying we're never going to be in a place where we don't have stuff, I think that kind of speaks for itself. He also noted that the Salvation Army received $68 million worth of donations only during the 2021 Christmas season. Just during Christmas time in 2021, they received $68 million of donations. While most thrift stores do not purchase their inventory, they do still obviously have to pay for operational costs like rent and utilities and, well, obviously paying their staff a living wage. Um, recently, some thrift stores have even created their own e-commerce shops like Goodwill. If I don't know if some of you haven't heard about that, but Goodwill has an auctions website. Um, and then places like Salvation Army will also sell their higher valued pieces on sites like eBay. Um, but let's remember for a second, guys, inflation is a thing. When we're thinking about prices going up, let's remember inflation real quick. Everything has become more expensive from rent to eggs to, yes, clothing at a thrift store. So let's not be so quick to blame the girl on Depop. And instead, let's look at the corporations behind these big chain thrift stores because it's kind of giving corporate greed to me. (laughs) That's really all I have to say as far as pricing goes. I feel like that kind of speaks for itself as far as inflation and everything. Um, And obviously, 
companies are greedy. A lot of people like money, especially big corporations. So let's not forget that. And yes, thrifting and reselling have become more popular. But once again, that does not mean that it's the cause of all of these price increases. I did really want to mention something else while talking about this topic of why or why isn't reselling ethical. Um, Something else that comes with supporting resellers and local vintage shops is that you're directly supporting that person with big box brands, whether it be fast fashion or sustainable, like your dollar just isn't going to mean as much. But for small and local businesses, your dollar helps pay bills. It puts food on the table. So let's think about that for a minute. And I'm going to get deep for a second. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) But for me, you're helping me pay my rent. You're allowing me to buy my pets food and treats, helping me pay my groceries and just letting me fully support myself while working from home. And a lot of people aren't able to have a normal job. And I'm saying that with very exaggerated air quotes, because maybe maybe they're pregnant, maybe they have kids, maybe they have an illness that prevents them from being able to do certain things. Maybe they have really intense social anxiety and office situations just are not it for them. By doing a job like this and working from home, these people are still able to support themselves while having a job that's accessible to them. So let's just do a real quick recap of everything you may have learned in today's episode thus far. So number one, say it with me, there is plenty of clothes for everyone. Yay! Insert like clapping here or something. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Thank you. Thank you very much. Anyways, number two, rising prices, the increased prices at the thrift store that I feel like I'm constantly getting asked about. Well, ladies and gents, that is not our fault. That is some corporate greed if I've ever seen some. And of course, I've saved the best for last. I'm sure you know it. Say it with me. Shop small, shop local, support small businesses. That is the biggest thing you guys should take away from this episode is supporting resellers is a good thing. You're helping people pay their bills. And in this economy, we really do need help with that. (laughs) So that is it for the main segment of the episode. The episode is not done yet, though. It is time for our very first tea time segment. I am so excited for this. I know this episode may have been kind of heavy to some people, so this will be a more lighthearted little segment. I'm just answering some of the questions that you guys asked me on Instagram. You guys could have literally asked me anything. You could have asked me about my business, my personal life, whatever, and I will answer them all. So here we go. The very first question comes from a good friend of mine. Riley asked, do you have any hopes or plans to open any physical stores in the future? What's the dream? Well, Riley, the dream is to open a mobile boutique. And here is why. Owning a physical storefront brick and mortar is so expensive, comes with so many extra bills and rent in the area that we're in is way too expensive to open one of those. So 
the dream is to have a mobile boutique, convert like a food truck or an Airstream or something into, well, just that, a mobile boutique. And I can take it anywhere with me. I could take it across the freaking country if I want to. I can literally just take my business anywhere, which would be so, so fun. Obviously still expensive, but feel like not as expensive as a brick and mortar. So that's really the dream. But obviously that's going to take years and years and years to be able to build up the savings to be able to do that. So you guys look on my Poshmark, help me get started. (laughs) Next question is from Jen. She asked, who is your biggest style inspiration? Well, I feel like Honestly, I don't really have one. Is that weird to say? Do, is it normal to have like style inspirations? Like I I feel like I just kind of like make stuff up as I go. And if one of my friends is wearing an outfit that I'm like, oh, that's really cute. Then I may wear something like that in the future. Or if I see something on a TV show or, or YouTube video and I'm like, oh, I love that person's outfit. Then I'll try and recreate that from what I have in my closet. So I don't really have like a set person that I'm like, oh, this person. Uh, well, Taylor Swift, but I mean, Taylor Swift is just my role model. So, but yeah, I feel like I just mainly like see different outfits in my day to day life, whether it be a friend of mine or even somebody like at the grocery store or something. And I'm like, dang, they look cute as hell in that outfit. I need to wear something like that. That's kind of more what I do. I don't really just look at one person. I mean, I do occasionally go on Pinterest and look for outfit inspo on there. Who doesn't? But yeah, that's kind of more of what I do. All right. The next question is from Kat and she asks weirdest questions that you've been asked about your job. Well, all right. Okay. I have two. One is kind of more of a pet peeve and then one is a question. But so the pet peeve is when somebody asks me, and if you're a business owner, you complete, you probably already know what I'm about to say. How's your little business doing? How's your little business? Oh, are you doing good with your little business? <laughs> like, I, I mean, I don't care if it's a friend of mine, because obviously I know that that's not their intent to make me feel like frustrated or something. But whenever it's like an extended family member or just a random person, like an acquaintance or something that I don't really know that well. It just, it irks me. I don't, I don't know if any of you other small business owners get that, but it's like, I've worked so hard for the job that I have and the business that I have. And it's still just like little to you. Like it is, I don't know if I'm like crazy for thinking that, but it almost is like a little bit demeaning, but obviously if it's a friend of mine, I'm like, I know that that's not their intent, but That's a bit more of a pet peeve. Now, I feel like the weirdest question that I find weird that I get constantly is just people asking for the addresses of every single thrift store that I go to. Every single one. Obviously, if it's a friend of mine or if it's somebody that I've known for a long time that's maybe coming to visit or is moving here or something, by all means, I will write you a whole list. But if I talk to you like, two or three times or we knew each other in high school or something like come on like this is my business I literally it took me about two years to find the thrift stores that I go to all the time now two years into running my business to find the thrift stores that have the best stuff for the type of stuff that I sell it's almost like 
like if you were a chef, let's say, and somebody is asking you for all of your recipes and like the list of ingredients and everything, you're not just going to give that away. Like you've worked hard to perfect these recipes. You want people to continue to enjoy them and you don't want somebody else to take that away from you. It's almost that same type of thing. Obviously, it's a little bit different, but it, it kind of feels the same way because you spend all this heart, all this time and have worked so hard to perfect your business. And then somebody just thinks that they can ask you immediately to just tell them all of your secrets. Again, if it's a friend of mine or somebody I'm close to, I will do it. But if it's like an acquaintance or somebody that I've that has messaged me on Instagram once or twice, like, no, I'm not going to tell you that. Like any other business owner can probably completely understand that. Anyways, I went on a little bit of a rant there, so I apologize, you guys. Um, But last question is from my friend Kaylee, and I really love this one. She asked, what's one quality you love about yourself? We love self-love. I feel like the quality that I love most about myself is my empathy and just being able to put myself in other people's shoes. I didn't realize until recently that that's kind of not as common as most people think to for people to have empathy, which I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just thought that everybody kind of was like that, but I guess not. But yeah, I'm able to put myself in other people's position and kind of see how different experiences may affect them. I am a very sensitive person, which is kind of a blessing and a curse. I always get told that I'm too sensitive by way too many people in my life, which they're not wrong. They're not lying. I am too sensitive. I've just kind of always been this way because of some of the experience that I've gone through in my life. But yeah, I would say my empathy. And then I also think that I'm freaking hilarious. I don't know about anybody else. I may be so annoying and not funny to other people, but I think that I am hilarious. I crack myself up. So I do kind of love that about myself. All right, before we end off today's episode, I just want to make a couple quick announcements real quick. So first one, oh my gosh, guys, it was my first sponsored episode. How did I do? I'm so excited. I it, I feel so legit now. Like I've never been sponsored before ever. Like I've been gifted stuff on Instagram, but like this is my first sponsor and it just, it feels so cool and exciting. And I just feel like it legitimizes this whole podcast. So I'm really excited about that. Please, again, go take a peek at Posher VA. If you are a reseller, it'll save you so much time. I have been using it for, I want to say a year and a half now before they even sponsored me. And it's it's a lifesaver. So definitely go check it out. And you can use my code THRIFTT, once again, all one word though, no spaces. And you can get some discounts, which is awesome. All right. And then last announcement is my merch. You guys, I am obsessed with it. I finally got a piece of it in the mail. And that's why I haven't talked about it in an episode yet. I just wanted to make sure that the quality was good and that it was super cute. Um, and I, I love it. It's adorable. It's amazing. The link to it is in the show notes. It's so cute. They come in hoodies, tees, and crewnecks. Um, the hoodies go up to size 3X, and then the t-shirts go up to 4X. Crewnecks go up to 5X. Those were just the size, the largest sizes that they had available, so I made them go up to the largest size that I could. So 
anywhere from 3x to 5x, which is awesome. I'm so excited about them. They're adorable. Be sure to go order some. They're really, really cute. But yeah, that is it for today's episode. I hope you learned something. I love you guys so much. Thank you all for being here. Be sure to follow and rate the podcast if you haven't already. It seriously will help me a ton. Again, go support Posher VA. Go shop some merch. And I love you guys. Stay thrifty. And I'll see you guys next time.